First Thessalonians chapter 5. There's so many things and so many directions to talk about in this Thanksgiving season, but I really want to get into it here tonight. I'm not going to be very long at all. At the end, we will be partaking in communion with our children as well, so please uh, don't leave uh, after um, uh, the word is preached because we want to partake in communion. It's very important, I believe, that before we even think about getting into a season of just eating all day or eating a lot, uh, we should definitely really think about making sure our spirit is fed and our soul is, is ready for whatever may come. And if you were even here on Sunday, I talked a lot about uh, in this season, you're going to have to forgive some people. Amen. You have to think about that, forgiving some people. And uh, to, tomorrow is going to be that day for many of you. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 18, and then I'm going to read another verse in Ephesians chapter 5. But in 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances. How many circumstances? How many? All circumstances. It says, For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, right there, same in the New Testament, says, Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. If I said that a million times in this day, it's still not enough to be grateful. But Lord, I'm going to attempt and I'm going to try. I'm grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, we all said you may be seated here tonight. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, if you're taking notes, also reads, And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God for the Father through him. There's a story that I read about, and then they call it, kind of call it an urban legend. Could be true, maybe not, but nevertheless, the principles of it I still find very applicable to our lives. It talks about a story of a, a man named Fleming. He was a poor Scottish farmer. One day at work in a field, he heard a cry for help. Following the sound, Fleming came to a deep swamp in which a boy was stuck up to his chest, screaming, and sinking. The farmer Fleming tied a rope around his waist, his very own waist, and to the other end to a tree. And he waded into the swamp. After a mighty struggle in which it seemed that they would both perish, the exhausted farmer pulled himself and the boy to safety. He took the lad back to the farmhouse where Mrs. Fleming fed him, dried his clothes, and when satisfied that he had recovered, sent the young boy on his way home. The next day, a carriage arrived at Fleming's humble farmhouse. A well-dressed man stepped out and introduced himself as the father of the boy whom the farmer had just saved. You saved my son's life, said the man to Fleming. How can I repay you? Fleming replied, I don't want any payment. Anyone would have done the same. At that moment, Fleming's own young son 
appeared at the farmhouse door. Is he your son? The man asked. Yes, the farmer Fleming replied. I have an idea. Let me pay for his education. If he's like his father, he'll grow to be a man we'll both be proud of. And so he did. The farmer's son attended the very best schools, graduated medical college, and later became, to, later became the world-renowned Nobel Prize-winning scientist and discoverer of penicillin, Sir Alexander Fleming. It is said that many years later, the grown man who had been saved from the swamp as a boy was stricken with pneumonia. Penicillin saved his life. His name, Sir Winston Churchill. Unless we are thankful, we are not emotionally or spiritually healthy. All of us owe so much of what we are and enjoy to other people. This is something that this Thanksgiving that we need to understand that we are to be grateful for of the people that we have in our lives, both good and also bad. But of course, many times the lack of gratitude is far more serious than depriving a worthy person of some much-deserved expressions of appreciation. Many times we become unthankful, and unthankfulness represents either self-obsession or resentment of others. Neither condition is emotionally healthy. Much of this is even true of the part of even Christianity and spirituality. There are many people who are not really religious and yet recognize even their debt to others. They are still grateful for parents, friends, teachers, and other associates. They may be lacking in spiritual understanding and commitment, but they are at least aware of their physical interdependence. We all know as Christians that God made us, but there is more to be grateful than just the making of who we think we are. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, in all circumstances, in all circumstances. Now, why is it important for us to be a thankful people? I want to give you just three real quick uh, important pieces that I feel why we should be a grateful people. Somebody say grateful Why should we be thankful and grateful? Why is it important, number one, is that it forces us to believe in a divine plan. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We know that in all things God is working out great things just for those of us that believe. And we know that God has given a divine plan for you and for me. Can I hear an amen? See, this is something that you and I must realize, and we have to understand that God is fitting every circumstance into your life on purpose for a purpose. Even getting specific, do you think that God is going to take that bitter disappointment within our lives, within your life, and making it a stepping stone to a greater joy and fulfillment? Do you believe that God can fit it into a plan that is good for your life? See, unless you believe that, there is no way that you can be thankful for your present circumstances. I like what John Southard said. He said, the only people with whom you should try to get even with are those who have helped you. 
And I believe that's so. Listen, here today, you and I must understand that everything is in the divine plan of God. We may not be able to control our circumstances, but we can control our attitude of gratitude in our circumstances. Are you hearing me here tonight? Listen, I know that it's not fun to have a flat tire when you're on the freeway, but at least you should be grateful you got a tire to get flat. You got a car to drive you somewhere. You've got a destination that you're going to. There are so many people wandering and wondering all around in this world, what is the purpose for their life? Listen, at least you and I understand we got a purpose for our lives. We know that God is working everything out for the good for those that love him. Can I hear an amen? Reason number two why being grateful is very important is that it keeps us to retain peace and to retain joy. When you lose your sense of gratitude, we have also lost our sense of joy and our sense of peace. God wants us to be at peace with what is happening within our lives. As I began to study many of the verses and I looked at them, there was one in particular that really stuck out to me. Now, there are many scriptures that you read about that show so many things that was happening to Christ with his disciples. And even when you read the life of Christ, there are many scriptures that talk about how downtrodden and how beaten Christ was. But nevertheless, this kind of got me here. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 2, it says, And the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. In John chapter 14, verse 28, he says, I'm going to be going away. I will no longer be with you. In Mark chapter 13, verse 13, he says, All men will hate you because of me. Yet in John chapter 14, verse 27, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give it to you. Even in the midst of all the things that have happened to Christ, even in the midst of all the things that happened to him, as a physical man, there was one thing that he said, I'm going to give it to you. He says, I'm going to give you peace. A peace that surpasses all understanding. Listen, I don't understand, and I can't give you an answer to every situation. There are many times where I'm in the hospital praying for people, and I'm praying over people, and sometimes I get that look from other people's eyes, a family member's eyes. They look me from eye to eye, and really, really what they're looking for is they're saying, Pastor, can you give me an answer? Is my mom going to be healed? Will leukemia leave here? Will my brother no longer have HIV? And you could see it within that atmosphere. You could feel it within that room. And so many times, there's, any, there's a lot of times, I can't give you that exact answer if this is going to happen. But one thing I can give you is what God gave me. I can give you a peace. I can give you a peace. See, why is being grateful so important? Because when you stay grateful, you stay peaceful. You stay a man of peace. You stay a woman of peace. You will begin to understand that everything works out for God's honor and for God's glory. See, but we can't have peace without the faith that makes it possible for us to thank God that in all circumstances within our lives, we can be grateful. I think it was Pastor Emmanuel just the other day that shared about how the pilgrims, they had made seven times more graves than they made huts. No Americans have been more impoverished and more deprived than these who nevertheless still set aside a day 
of thanksgiving. I believe that you and I should be the same like that. Tomorrow, when you go around that table, like many of us do, a tradition within America, before we eat, many times we will share and we will say what we're grateful for. We will say what we're thankful for. And right away, if we're honest, many times we have this whole day to be grateful for. But the very next day, we let it all go. Say, oh, man, you should see what this happened. Oh, man, my car, this, my boss called me with this. Man, I lost this. I can't find my keys. I, I lost my favorite shirt. And all of a sudden, the negativity takes over just that one day of being grateful. Many times that happens. Listen, I want to challenge you here tonight. Stay grateful and stay at peace with God. When you stay grateful, you stay at joy with God. The joy that God gives you is also the Bible. what the Bible says is unspeakable. A joy unspeakable. Now, as I began to even study that word joy, and I began to study even, you will find that the word joy and dance are linked together. In other words, joy comes from a true understanding of sorrow. So when you see somebody dancing, it's because they have a joy, but it's also because you don't understand the sorrow that they went to, through to get that joy. That's what that is. That's why many times I know many of us, I love it. You, and you even just saw a little witness of it just a little a while ago with Steve. When he comes up here and he, he dances. You ever see him dance? He's up here dancing. And like, believe me, you're not going to see him on ABDC, right? America's Best Dance Crew. And they'll be like, oh, that's tight. They're, you're not going to see him dancing with Michael Jackson. And like, oh, look at he can beat him. You're not going to see Steve in a dance battle. And then, oh, Steve won. No, but uh, one thing I can tell you is that he has been battling ever since that within his life physically. And so he's saying, listen, physical battle, you are not going to win. You are not going to take my joy. You are not going to take my peace. I'm going to make sure that I'm a grateful man. I'm a, I have an attitude of gratitude and my heart is filled. And so because my heart is filled with gratefulness, my feet are going to show it. That's what that is. Gratefulness is being at peace and having the joy. And the third one and the last one, is that thankfulness is the only attitude consistent with witness and compatible with worship. Being thankful is right there with your witness and compatible with your worship because of the faith that being grateful demonstrates. How can we convince the world of God's existence and goodness if we are showing displeasure with what he has allowed within our lives? How can we be a witness to those who are going through the same circumstance if we have the same attitude that they do? If they're downtrodden, well, I'm downtrodden. If they're messed up, well, I'm messed up. But then they look at us and say, wait, but aren't you a Christian? I, I know that I, I, I'm messed up. I know that I'm a sinner. I understand that. But you, I hear you say you go to church. I hear you say that you have Christ as your Savior. We have the same circumstance. But see, you and I, what we need to understand as Christians, what makes us different is because the Bible says we are in the world, but we're not of it and in order to make sure that we're not of it what separates us is our gratefulness that's what really separates us how in the world can we be so happy when there's so much negativity going on around us why because 
my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm grateful in all circumstances. Not some circumstances. Not just, you, you just don't want to be a person that smiles on you only when you get that check in your hand. Oh, I'm happy. Look at my bank account. It, oh, my bank account makes me smile. No, no, I understand that for those that love money. I get that. But for those of us that have an understanding of who God is, I don't need to smile with a check. I don't need to smile with money. I can smile even in negative circumstances. I can still smile. I'm still grateful. And when you're grateful, it helps with your witness. Are you hearing me tonight? People can see the difference. People can understand. I still count it a joy uh, even, and I've shared this before, that that one time when uh, I was there at Christmas, and I'll still never forget, if you know anything about my family, I have a very large family. It's very difficult to fit them all into one room. And so we've tried uh, many times and numerous times to fit us all into one room. And there's a lot. And I'll still never forget this one Christmas in particular. It was about maybe uh, five years ago or, or, or six years ago that I was down there at my uncle's house. And my uncle's a good man. He's a very well-rounded man. He's a very smart man. Uh, if you know who my mom is, just think of my mom as a, 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 a kind of in, in a manly form who's unsaved. Still very smart. My mom's very smart. Well, so is my uncle. My mom is very observant. So is my uncle. He's a very smart man. He was, a, he was the city treasurer for Southgate. He, he knows he, he's been involved in politics. He's a very smart man. So the family rallies around a man who looks like they have it together right? They just do that. And so we did. We were, okay, let's all go over there. And so we all went over there and we tried to fit our family in there. And I'll still never forget this moment. Everybody was there. I have about like, I don't know, maybe 40 cousins and about 20 aunts and uncles. And we're just all getting in there trying to fit around the Christmas tree. Everybody's laying all around, sitting there. You got kids running all around. And somebody brought up the question. They said, man, we don't fit in here, right? You can, you know, just People yell it out, we don't fit in here. Where are we going to go? Who's going to take this next? Who, you know, well, we got to go somewhere else. Who else can take it? And one of my aunts, she's my aunt. She's older than me. She's known me since I was a little kid. And if you know anything about, you know, when you look at your nephews and nieces, you kind of treat them like, eh, whatever. You know, that's my little nephew. That's my little niece. You know, I, I know more than them. And I'll still never forget my aunt. She goes, well, you know what? Why don't we give it next year? Esteban should take it. We should all follow him. Whoa. Love you guys, but y'all don't fit in my living room. Now, that was my initial like, whoa, hey, you know, right away my thinking was, y'all don't fit with me in my living room. But then I thought, wait a second. You know what that told me? I said, I've been a pretty good witness. Even my family recognizes it. They've noticed it. See, when you have an attitude of gratitude, and listen, quite a few of my aunts and uncles, they're way more well-off than I am. I have a few of my uncles, they're business owners. They got good businesses. They make good money. But what I found is that what people are attracted to, they're not attracted to money. They're attracted to those who are thankful. They're attracted to those who have a peace of God. They're attracted to those who have the joy of the Lord, even in negative circumstances. See, when you have an attitude of gratitude, it brings credence to your witness. You have credibility to who you are in Christ. 
See, it is a powerful witness whenever a Christian is able to face adversity, not just by bravery, but also with gratitude for God's control of all things. Somebody once said, gratitude is an art, is an art of painting adversity into a lovely picture. It's also the only attitude that is compatible with who we are when we worship Christ. Unless we can find it in our hearts to thank God for the life he has given us, we will not be able to praise and worship him in spirit and in truth. Listen, here tonight, my prayer, especially even to the children that we have, that we would teach our children what it is to be a grateful people. Do our kids see us walk around the house? Man, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. Or do they see us going around? Man, I was supposed to, this was supposed to happen. Or man, how come this didn't happen? And believe me, kids do notice. Kids do watch you. Kids will imitate you. Are you being grateful so that your kids can see you? Are you being thankful that your kids can see you? Are you having that witness that people can understand who you are as a Christian? Even in the midst of all the circumstances, can you still be a witness to those? Can you still have that joy of the Lord even in the midst of it all? In this Thanksgiving season, let us remember that even those things that seem unfortunate are nonetheless occasions for us to have an attitude of gratitude. In all circumstances, we can't control the circumstance, but we can control our attitude in the circumstance. My prayer here tonight, that this holiday season, we would be able to show the world what it is like to have an attitude of gratitude this holiday season. Bow your heads with me and let's pray. Father, I thank you right now for this time, Jesus. I thank you for allowing our children to be with us here tonight. I thank you for allowing our families to come, even those that have come visiting their families from out of town, out of state, to be able to come with us and celebrate and worship with you, Lord God. Father, I thank you for what you've done. May my heart, may my attitude, may my life be a grateful one in everything that we do and everything that we say. Father, we just want to bless your name in all that we do. I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name. We all said? Amen. Praise the Lord. Here tonight, what we want to do, even with our kids, yes, children as well, we're going to partake of the communion in just a little bit. And as we do, you know, this is something that is very important to us as men and women of Christ, that when we partake of communion, the Bible says to examine yourself. The Bible says to dwell and think on these things, meditate on these things to make sure that our heart is bright with God. Now listen, it's very important. Not everything in your life may not seem like it's right with God. But when we partake of communion, it's to make sure that our hearts are right with God. Saying, Lord, I want to put you first. Lord, I want to make you number one. This Thanksgiving communion, if you will, let this be one that you would say, you know what? God, I just want to be a grateful man, a grateful woman, a grateful husband, a grateful wife, a grateful son, a grateful daughter, whatever it may be. But it would be a grateful one here tonight. We're going to sing this song, and well, why don't you all stand with me? We're going to prepare.
for our communion here tonight. As we sing this song, I want you to go ahead and just close your eyes and lift your hands. And when we sing it, let's have an attitude of gratitude.